from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Touchdown, Patrick Mahomes! On the ground and in the air is quite a night for the MVP. And yeah, I'm going to call him that until there's a new one crowned. That's just the way it is. I'm Ryan from RGR Football and Rogue Analytics. He's Chris from ChiefsDigest.com. Uh, and this is another big game for the Chiefs. Uh, honestly, didn't go anywhere near the way I expected it. Yeah, I didn't expect it to go this way either. I did expect Kansas City to win, and I did expect them to win big. Um, but I wasn't expecting them to hold another team to three points. So that was impressive uh, in my mind. Uh, one of the bigger stats that really sticks out to me in this five-game win streak, Kansas City is allowing 9.6 points per game, and in the four games since the bye, only 7.75 points per game. That's fantastic defense. That is, and you can say that you know it was some offenses that were struggling, and that may be a, a fair critique of those, but this is the NFL. This is professional teams all the time, and 7.75, that's incredible. Denver wasn't struggling before they came to Kansas City. So right. Denver had, had killed a couple of teams the previous two weeks. So I understand that, you know, people are going to say, well, yeah, they haven't played great teams. Well, okay, but Denver had been playing well up until they played Kansas City. And honestly, Chicago has been playing pretty well uh, the past couple of weeks. So, you know, I'm not really buying that. And it's going to be very fun to see what they're able to do against the Chargers. Obviously, we need to focus on this game this week. Kansas City's defense is really starting to uh, take shape into what we were hoping it could be, and I think Terrell Suggs is going to be a big addition. Yeah, I got to tell you, I was actually surprised at how much he played tonight. I'll be interested to see what the official snap count is, um, but I'm guessing it's well north of 20, and good for him. Um, I know that he's been playing a lot of snaps in Arizona, and I felt like that probably led to a little bit of the drop-off in production that he saw there. Um, So I wanted them to rest him up, but clearly he's not ready for that. He doesn't want to. Yeah, he doesn't seem to want to uh, take time off, and that's fine. I mean, he was—he looked like he was ready to go tonight. He, you know, came off the edge. He scraped down and had a tackle on in the running game, which I thought was great. He had a good rush from the outside. Uh, almost got to Trubisky. Uh, ended up getting him right into Frank Clark's arms for Clark to push him out of bounds. So, I mean, he got really close to having a sack in the first quarter. Yeah, and and I felt like you felt his presence. Whether he was rushing the passer effectively or, or the downs, even that he wasn't, he was still needed the attention. Um, and I thought the whole defense was was pretty twitched up, man, to tell you the truth. Uh, there was a number of offsides. That's a discipline thing. Okay, but I can live with some of that, given how aggressive they were playing and how well they were coming off the ball. Yeah, I think you can definitely live with some of that. And you can live with the penalties that they got on offense, uh, You know, for, especially for Mitchell Schwartz. Uh, he's a fantastic player. He doesn't get those types of penalties very often, so you can live with those types of plays. But, you, you know, you're looking at Suggs, and I was just looking, and it doesn't look like they were saying that he had any statistics for the night, so they're not giving him any kind of tackle, which I find very surprising because he was always around the ball. Yeah, I thought so as well. Um, I'll, the game book will be down here in a little bit, and I'll check that out for sure, see if there's any difference there. But either way, I felt like he contributed in terms of being out there. Uh, providing some inspiration at the very least. Um, this defense has come a very long way. I thought Tyron Mantu, again, in the, in the back half, was leading the way, did a lot of good things. And I think particularly Juan Thornhill stood out to me tonight, made a number of plays in the run game, was there for a couple of nice plays in the in the backside. He's really continuing to improve. There's no rookie wall for Juan Thornhill. 
Sure doesn't seem to be one. And, you know, you look at one of the plays, and I tweeted about this during the game, he actually diagnosed the play before the ball was even snapped. He ran out there, got in position, and then he was attacking the wide receivers on basically what was a wide receiver screen before the ball was even thrown by Trubisky. He knew it was coming, and he was there, and he was the guy that pretty much shut it down. And that was early in the game, and I thought he played a very good game. Tyron Matthew continues to impress me with his play uh, on defense as well. Yeah, a lot of good things going on there. A couple of detractions. We're going to get to both after we get back in a minute. So the defense stepped up. The offense looked at times a bit sluggish, but overall, I think the MVP did what he does. He looked crisp. He looked like he was slinging it a number of different times. Um, more pressure than I would like to see on him, but I thought he dealt with it really well. Yeah, I thought he definitely looked like he was uh, getting a little bit pressure, a little bit of pressure in the third quarter, and that's to be expected with Chicago down as much as they were. The, you know, the real question going forward is, you know, the Chiefs really have seemed to stumble in the second half coming out uh, in the past couple of games, and you have to wonder if that's, you know, they're changing things going into the second half, or they've been up so much that they feel comfortable, and that's not really where you want to be. I knew going into this game, though, that if it was not a close game, Andy Reid was not going to run the score up on Matt Nagy. I mean, that just wasn't going to happen. So uh, not a huge surprise there. Well, and I think what that evolved into is what we saw late, Andy running the ball more. Uh, This is what I'm always talking about, and he did it in order, I think, not to embarrass Matt Nagy because clearly uh, that offense was not prepared to play this Chiefs defense. And uh, even though the, the Chiefs misfired a little bit on offense, it was still way overpowering. Uh, for what even what is a top five defense. And I want to throw this out because there's a there's a ton of stats we have to go over tonight. But Patrick Mahomes is now five and zero in his career against top five scoring defenses. That means he is taking down the best of the best that he plays. That's phenomenal. And, you know, there's another Mahomes stat and I don't have it right here with me that was just insane in my mind. Uh, I think he's nine for 10 on the season on third or fourth down of third and fourth down of more than 18 yards. He's got five first downs and four touchdowns. That's incredible. I mean, just, just so not, not, not only nine for 10 for completions, but nine for 10 for picking them up <laughs> and five, five, five first downs and four touchdowns. I mean, you know, most players, most teams, you're going to feel really good about being third and 18 with a QB uh, against Mahomes. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. I mean, and and we talked about the defense at the top of the show on purpose because there's so many of these things. Not only those stats. I mean, he passed a number of things tonight in terms of overall uh, things that stand out. First player in Super Bowl era to get to 75 passing TDs and 9,000 yards in his first 30 games. Barely beating somebody I know that you were paying close attention to. Yeah, beat Dan Marino into uh, 75 passing touchdowns. So that's... Uh, impressive. And then, you know, 9,000 yards, that's impressive in and of itself. Uh, you know, I was really hoping that uh, he would have a couple more touchdowns over the past couple of games, but really the Chiefs haven't needed it. And I, I really wonder if that's going to uh, be what we're going to be seeing in the next couple of years from Kansas City, because it doesn't look like they're going to have to score 25, 30 points a game anymore with the defense they have right now. And that's that's really what it comes down to. They they are past, they're to the point that we talked about all offseason. The defense is middle of the road. Maybe even a touch better. I think they have room to improve still as well. And with the offense doing what it's doing, I mean, this is this is crazy. Travis Kelsey tonight, 
Uh, got with who, two other guys, is it? It's Witten and Ertz as the only tight ends with 500 plus receptions in seven seasons. I mean, he had that injury very early in his career and he has been on fire ever since. And it doesn't matter whether it was Alex Smith and certainly now with Patrick Mahomes. Well, yeah. Now you look at Travis Kelsey and he has, uh, 1,200 yards and two back-to-back seasons, uh, first tight end in history to do that. And he is like 173 yards, I think, short of uh, retaking the all-time single season for a tight end. I can't imagine he gets that against the Chargers next week uh, just because I can't imagine that it's going to be a close game uh, where they would really need to be throwing the ball over the field. But Kelsey had a huge game against the Broncos, and it wasn't a close game. So, uh, you know, time will tell. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he passed. Kel Winslow Sr. tonight, the fastest to get to 500 career receptions. That's incredible. 95 games. That is a pace that is hard to keep up. And I agree with you. I don't know if he can sustain it next week, not only because of the game situation, but also there's going to be the Derwin James factor who has who played him tough early. Um, but he has had seven receptions. They have been feeding him. He has been the spark plug. Seven receptions in each of the last six games. Yeah, and he's been fantastic in in all of these games, and I think he's going to continue to play very well. Him and Mahomes, and I know we've talked about this before, but they have a great chemistry and they have a great connection. And you, you love seeing Mahomes and, and the way he reacts to people getting touchdowns. He goes up to Kelsey after Kelsey catches one, says, great catch, baby, and Kelsey goes, you're a beast, and I'm just sitting there laughing uh, as I'm sitting there watching the game. And then they come back from commercial, and they pan to Mahomes, and as he's running off the field after throwing that touchdown to Kelsey, he's sitting there counting on his fingers to 10. <laughs> and you just sit there going, oh, man. So, yeah, it's yeah. And there was there was Bears fans with there was a Bears fan at the game that had a Mahomes jersey on in Bears colors in the Bears uniform. Oh, really? That's great. <laughs> so, uh, and obviously a lot of talk about the fact that they could have had Mahomes versus Trubisky. And I think there is a lot of truth to, you know, there wasn't a lot of people that thought that Mahomes could be what he ended up being. Uh, but, you know, Kansas City obviously got it right and Andy Reid knew what he was doing. Yeah. And it's, it's truly, I think, the marriage of the two of them. You can say what you want had Mahomes been uh, drafted by Ryan Pace in Chicago. Um, I was not very impressed with Ryan Pace earlier uh, in his career back about the time that they were drafted. I thought maybe he was starting to, to, to catch on. But quite frankly, at the time, I mean, I don't think you would have seen the progression. Mahomes would have been Mahomes, but I don't think it would be as controlled and as direct as it is now because I think that requires being part of a duo with his head coach and Andy Reid. I agree, and he never would have been MVP last year. I'm just going to throw that out there. He may be MVP eventually at some point in his career without Andy Reid, but there's no way he's MVP last year. Uh, And the other side of it is is that he probably would have played earlier in his career in in Chicago, and that could have really actually hampered him uh, in a lot of ways. And and people think that I'm crazy. Yeah, he probably could have come out and played okay instead of Alex Smith, but I think he learned a lot from Alex Smith. I think it got him to the point where he is right now. Uh, which is where you want him to be. Uh, you know, the best, one of the best things, you know, I was watching the pregame uh, and I didn't get a chance to catch it live, but I was able to see it on DVR. The talk with Mahomes and Peter King and Andy Reid and Brett Favre. And you're sitting there thinking about, you know, all four of those guys in the same room together and, you know, Reid and Favre and Mahomes just talking about different plays. 
in a lot of ways, one of the things that really sticks out to you about the way Mahomes plays is he throws the ball all over the field, but he's got, what, five interceptions this year? Three interceptions this year? Sorry. Four. Four is the total life, I think. Four. Okay, there you go. And one of them I still think is a total crap interception. But uh. <laughs> And now it's 25 touchdowns. So, I mean, the ratio alone is what we talked about coming out that he had to get down, and he's certainly done that. Absolutely. And he's played phenomenal all year long. Uh, you know, one of the big things I was really hoping that he would find a way to get 300 yards in this game, mainly because uh, he's got a chance to be the first QB in NFL history to throw for 300 yards a game, have 10 wins in a season, uh, and have a QBR over 100 Interesting. Uh, in back to back years. And I don't know that he's going to get there because honestly, like I said, I don't know that the next week's game is going to be that close. And if it's not close, they're not going to throw for a lot. And he'd have to have 350 yards to get there because he was just short of, or he's just over 300 yards going into this game. Uh, 300.5 was his average. Yeah. So, uh, And we'll see if he gets back. That He might. And one guy that can help him. And the last big stat of the night, and I don't want to forget this because I almost did. <laughs> uh, Tyreek Hill, the fastest chief ever to 4,000 yards receiving. Ever. Period. Yep. Yeah, another good game for him. And and honestly, I, a good catch from Sammy Watkins early in the game to get the game going uh, the way that you really want. And, uh, you know, he slipped and he fell on another one that almost looked like it could have been a Mahomes pick. But uh, Watkins showing up was good. And, and, and Hardman actually uh, got a lot more snaps, really wasn't productive with them. And I don't know that he was even targeted tonight now I think about it. Uh, but it was good to see him in the offense and then, Demarcus Robinson returning to punt was interesting as well. <laughs> I, I wasn't exactly sure what to make of that. I agree. I'm glad you brought up Sammy. When we get back from this break, folks, we're going to talk about him and a couple of the other guys that made a little bit of a mark in what we might expect going forward. And I, I do like what you said. And officially, according to NFL right now, the game book is not out yet, but uh, no targets for McCole Hardman. And okay, that's fine. But what you said about Sammy really rang true to me because I felt like they were making a concerted effort to get him going again. He did only have two catches on five targets. Some of those were off. And quite frankly, uh, I didn't see the mesh with him and Mahomes. I thought several balls were thrown behind Watkins, but it's clear that they want to not forget about him like we saw for a long stretch this season. Yeah, it's good that they're trying to get him involved now because if you get him involved now, it's going to go even better for the playoffs. You know, you look at what, where this team, where this Chiefs team is headed, and seven and one on the road is fantastic. Uh, obviously, they had their struggles at home at Arrowhead, and I think that there's uh, some concerns about maybe playing at home. Although they're only going to be playing one game at home, more than likely, with uh, the way this season is going to play out, they're more than likely going to have to go to New England and then go to Baltimore uh, to have a chance to play in the Super Bowl this year. But that actually might work in Kansas City's favor. It might, you know, those matchups, it depends on the weather, it depends on a lot of things, but uh, things certainly settled down across the league today. And I, I think before we get out of here, we should talk about one other aspect that stood out to me um, that maybe might be part of the future of this team. But um, another guy that I thought really made a difference in the tone, if not the outcome, 92 total yards from scrimmage for Damian Williams in his return. Uh, I thought he ran really hard. I felt like he looked like a guy who felt like there's competition for my job, maybe next season, certainly this season. Um, I'd like to see what he did. I thought Spencer Ware was was not as explosive as we'd hoped. 
Um, he put in some good work, but he did get injured late. Yeah, and I'm really glad you bring up Damian Williams. I'm I'm interested to see how that turns out. Uh, he did look like he was running hard. He looked a lot better than he's looked at times during the season. Uh, Spencer Ware did get hurt. We do not have an update at this time when we're recording. Uh, you have to think that he was probably going to end up being okay because uh, he was on the sideline. If he's not okay, he's more than likely in the you know locker room and, and not there. Uh, so I think that's probably a good sign going forward. Um, for Spencer Ware, and I, and I think that is a bigger thing uh, than a lot of people want to give it credit for because I do think that Spencer Ware is going to be a third down back that they really need with his size and, and ability to block uh, down the block when Mahomes wants to go downfield. You know, the other guy that I thought, uh, another guy that I thought really stepped up and started to play uh, pretty well on the defensive side of the ball, honestly, is Shavarius Ward. I, I think that, uh, yeah, he gave up a, a slant to uh Robinson on us on one of the first downs that Chicago got mm-hmm. but he had a big pass breakup on fourth down uh got his head around and and yeah it wasn't a great throw but still he made a play on the ball and that's what you want from a corner like that yeah and he got his head around late it looked like uh, Robinson could have got his hands on it but the key point was that his arm was in in position had Robinson gotten two hands on that ball I think Ward would have ripped it away and it all comes back to what we've been talking about all off season you got to get your head around that's what's been holding him back. And if he can continue to do that, if he's getting a better feel, he has a chance to be a much improved player. I know a lot of folks are high on him, and you all know how I feel, but I agree with you. I thought that was a great heady play, and, and I hope that he can do that more consistently. Yeah, I definitely hope that as well. And, you know, we started talking earlier about all the penalties on defense and the offsides and, and whatnot. And you're right. You know, you can get past that in a game like this. Kansas City... Honestly, I, I think they got to a point where there was almost it was almost like there was blood in the water. Yeah, they wanted to get after the quarterback. They wanted to go after him, and Trubisky used it in his favor. And I still don't get why Nagy decided to call two timeouts and extend that game. That was dumb on his part, in my opinion. Uh, just asking for injuries. Yeah, I think it's kind of a signal to your roster that hey, I'm I'm not going to give up the fight. We're going to keep powering through. Yes, our season is lost. We can't make the postseason. But this is a team with seven wins. Like you're you're almost to this point, you're feeding attitude to next season. That, that's the only thing that I can come up with, too, because I, I think you're right. It was a little unnecessary. But well, and the one the other thing that stood out to me is, you know, I talked about this, I think, at least on Twitter. I'm not sure if we mentioned it on the podcast. I was wondering how Mac would look in this game. Uh, and, you know, to me, he is basically Eric Fisher's kryptonite in a lot of ways. Uh, he. Fisher struggles with Mac. It's a combination of power and speed that you don't have. You don't go against much of in the NFL, and Mac has it. And, and Fisher struggled tonight. Yeah, but I I wouldn't say that he struggled that badly either. There was a couple of plays against somebody of that magnitude. I I didn't take that as a as a terrible performance. I I'll take that. I'm not saying it was a terrible performance. I'm just saying that you know when he got his first sack, I was wondering if they were going to speed things mm-hmm. up. And they did speed things up. They didn't really take any shots downfield. Uh, he only took one shot downfield over 20 yards today. Yeah. And hey, so I thought the Bears, you know, this is a very good defense, as, as we've said, in Chicago. And they did a good job. I thought they played well in the secondary as well, for the most part. Uh, I think that helped limit it, too. And I think that's why you saw the Chiefs trying to take so many steps backwards after making receptions to try to get better angles to, to get yards after the catch. And that's that's what happens when you have a defense that's playing in position. Um, so kudos to them, but the Chiefs found a way to keep the ball moving. They did what they had to do. Um, 
I, I felt that, like there was a lot of edge shown tonight. Um, from Mahomes, I felt like he led well. I thought his arm looked great. Um, crisp throws, a lot of power behind them um, to the point where I think one actually surprised Watkins pretty well. Um, the other guy that I thought really stood out to me in terms of his attitude and what I saw in body language, swagger, and all that was Chris Jones. Uh, he really showed up. And I think this lighter version of Chris Jones we've seen this season is making him more explosive and it's making him harder to block one-on-one inside. And I think that's leading to what we're seeing here. And it's only going to feed itself if he's got that kind of swag. Yeah, and I thought Jones played a good game. He was offsides on one play, got a couple, got a penalty, uh, got a late hit hit on the quarterback, uh, which you don't like to see. But, you know, those are the types of things that you're going to get every once in a while as a player. Uh, but I thought he played a very good game. He was active in the running game. He had a good run stop that I remember off the top of my head. He had a sack. Uh, and that was a sack where it was a big sack, too. It was, what, 12 yards down? I mean, it was like a 12-yard loss uh, because Breland missed on mm-hmm. on a blitz. Um, so, you know, I thought he played a good game. You know, one thing I will say about Mahomes, and, and you mentioned that he played a good game and it looked crisp and, and all that, and I agree with you completely. I think he looked probably better almost the best he's looked at most of the time this year. Uh, he has had some games where he hasn't been as crisp and hasn't looked as good, but he seemed to go through his progressions. He was stepping into throws. He looked better than he has in some of the other games he's played. But one thing that really stood out to me was this is the first primetime game I can remember Remember when he came out and he was taking it to the other team early and often. And that's mm-hmm. a huge step for Kansas City moving forward. If he can continue to do that, because and I'm not, I'm not trying to harp and say he's always bad in primetime games, but he always seems to start slow. That was not the case tonight. Yeah, and that's a fair discussion point. So you're absolutely right. If he can continue to do that, more power to him. They're going to need it. This is getting down to the nitty gritty, folks. We're going to have tons for you. Um, we want to say happy holidays. It's the Christmas week, but we will have shows for you this week. Don't be alarmed. There's plenty of Chiefs talk that's going to go on. We will have our guests probably later in the week than usual, but they will happen. We appreciate you guys hanging in with us. Um, I want to ask Chris, should we do a game ball tonight? Yeah, I think we should. Are you going to do it offense or defense? You tell me. I'll take whatever you don't. I got to put me first. Huh? Um, honestly, my game ball probably has to go to a guy that we really haven't talked about much on the podcast tonight. And by the way, I want to mention this before we get off. I did like seeing Ragland at the end of the very end of the game. I uh, got a sack. Did like seeing that. Uh, but my game ball is probably going to mm-hmm. go to Tyron Matthew. Um, that guy is all over the field all the time and is just making offenses try to guess what he's going to do. And he's doing very well at doing it. Almost got another pick tonight. Yeah. Uh, got very close to the end of the game. Yeah, played it at a high level. Mine's going to go to Travis Kelsey because you can – it's too easy to give it to Mahomes every week because you probably could. But here's the facts, especially when the defense is getting home and they're getting pressure on him. The release point has to get moved up. The, the steps have to get moved up. And the guy that he looks to and is able to come through to for him time and time again is Travis Kelsey. He's proving what he's worth and just how good he is. And uh, this is a game that proves it against a very, very good opponent. And I'm, I'm pretty impressed with how they dealt with it. So it bodes well for the postseason. I think Travis deserves that tonight. So. Let us know what you think, folks. Hit the Locked On or the Locked On Twitter account, whichever you want. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah, that was a little bit weird. Um, hit that. Let us know what you think. Who really stood out to you guys? Um, we'll be back with you tomorrow, um, and we'll go over some of those comments as well. So uh, hope you enjoyed this game. Hope you're 
you're enjoying your uh, started your holiday week. We we are going to have a blast. We'll have shows for you. And uh, we appreciate you listening today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening.